So, we kind of have a simple ending of our day together. We'd like to move directly into uh, an opportunity for you to, in groups of three and one group of four, as we did somewhat in the beginning, you set uh, an intention of positivity for the other person, basically a prayer of blessing. So a prayer of blessing for each other. And um, and then invite you to... Oh, I'm sorry, I was hearing that a beeping. Yeah, okay. Um, actually bless each other's hands. And it's a very simple thing. So as you're setting your intention for the person, just ask them to put their hands forward like this. And then you have your hand raised above it. And offer whatever your intention is for that person, for their whatever need they've shared with you. Um, and when we do that in threes and fours, and then we'll be a little bit of business and we'll be done for the day. How does that sound? No more processing. Just simple. Yes. Okay. Um, so we'll divide up into groups of threes and one group of four because of the odd number that we have. And then um, each person in the group say what they what their uh, what they would like to be what their intention is that they would like prayer for what they'd like to be blessed on. So I might say it's a really busy month for me. I'm having a hard time getting through everything. Um, I would really appreciate your prayerful support. And so then to offer an intention, may you be blessed in your busyness, feel ease and comfort, whatever it would be. And as we do that, to have a little experience of the blessing of hands, the one who is being blessed, who's receiving the good intentions, to simply put your hands out. And then to do that, you know, for each other. And uh, that'll take a little time. There could be a little conversation back and forth about what might be useful for the person. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. so the chaplain might ask some very simple questions to get to know the person a little bit better. And uh, <clears throat> so, if you're in, you're in the, in the role of the chaplain doing the blessing of the hand, you might. Uh, ask some simple questions, try to get to know the person a little better, try to tune in so you can figure out what, not only what their intention is, what they're hoping for, what's going on in their life, but kind of a little what, what orientation is. they have and what they would like or what, would be, what might be helpful for them. And so a little conversation to get to know them a little better and then offer the blessing that you might do. So if there's three, you know, one would do for the first person, that person would do for the next person, that person would do for the other and then, yeah. I, I feel like I might have missed something, but when the person is putting their hands out, the person that's being blessed, is the chaplain putting their hands on top of you? You can do that. You yeah. can do like this. If you're comfortable with that, that's usually how it's done. Okay. Yeah. But also... But if you're not, and you say, you know, I, I would like to be blessed, but... You know, you can you can do. If, if I go like this, what would you do? If you went like that, I, I actually would do this. I actually oh, would do this. Oh, I would say. Okay. Yeah, and oh, then my. and then you would either stay that way, and oh. I would just have the blessing oh. sort of flow oh, like the oh, river. Oh, that way. I see. Or you know, but I would let you be the initiator of 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 how you comfortable you were. Yeah. Yeah. 
Sure. That's a good question, actually. The concrete, you always have to bring me to the very specific and concrete. Thank you. And uh, in terms of that blessing of the hand, why, is it, why do they do that in hospitals? Why, the hand, why not the nose? Or <laughs> <laughs> Usually it's done in the hospital with staff. And it's because their hands are the hands of healing. And so often it's so easy in the hospital to lose track of why you're even there and why you're doing working in this crazy, chaotic, bureaucratic system that's supposed to be bringing healing when that's what you came to do. And so it, it regrounds you in your purpose and your calling. And, um, yeah... And that's, that's very useful, nurses especially. But almost anybody who's a caregiver in a hospital, when doctors participate, they're very touched because almost nobody touches their hands ever, you know. And so it's for them to actually be receiving what they're giving, giving, giving all the time. And in such a basic human way, it's very powerful. Um, if it's short, yeah, because I, I think people are pretty pretty cooked, but yeah. The, um, it's different from the Christian, but the, the yogic view is that the, 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 the limbs are the, are the organs of action, the karmandriya. And so the hands, the hands are the manifestation of the heart in the world. The hands are how we bring the action of the heart into the world. It's through our hands mm-hmm. that our heart is manifest in the world. It's lovely. Yeah, thank you. Let's see if you feel that while you're doing it. All right. Let's count off and move forward. Count. One, two, three, four. What? Three. One, two, three. I think, I think there are, no, six. Six. There are six groups total. Oh, yeah. So I count up six. Okay. Six. So can those first six, you're the leaders, which means that you get to hold up your fingers and then everyone else can find the right group. <laughs> and, and, and then, and then you take you take your group someplace. <laughs> You're so good at this. <laughs> one, one, one. Nope. And we're not going to do. You'll just have. everyone blessed you know things feel very very light kind of light spacious clear yeah
Any last words or comments on the experience of being blessed or being one who blesses? Um, how um, blessed I feel and honored that you would take the time for me to get to a place where I could participate in this exercise. Uh, It was a real gift of love. Um, I really got it. And for everybody hanging in there with me, (laughs) uh, letting me have my process and I I uh, I really touched, really, really touched, and really felt loved. Thank you. I had the feeling when I was blessed, how did you know those were the exact words I needed to hear? Um, well, the intimacy of it was very um, healing and moving for me. Um, especially after the talk on addiction was really heavy. Um, and I was really carrying a lot of uh, pain in my heart about it. So to like actually hold hands was really, um, with, with Phil, was... Uh, there's something energetic, you know, and um, cathartic, yeah, about it. Wow, powerful. Mm, thank you. The silence is shining. You know, um, always struck by when with um, dedicated others we investigate truth, we come to this deep place of compassion. And I think because most of my chaplaincy has been spent in healing work, I often see the image of the caduceus and the, the twining of one of the impulses of love and the other of truth. And, you know, they meet. And wisdom really is the marriage of the two. Thank you. The last little thing for today is... uh, Maybe two little things, but they're a little more. First things, a little bit more business, or. But to introduce it, I'd like to uh, kind of um, point to 
the mood that's in here now <clears throat> and uh, the tenderness in which you met each other and the blessing and the Christina talked about the horizontal and the vertical and part of that vertical is what goes deep inside and the chaplain's place is to connect to people and and to themselves from some depth inside and and um, and um, and to have that depth within you as a chaplain and to connect to it to come from that place to have that what speaks to people is uh, you know one of the ways to be a chaplain in a meaningful way so um, uh, one of the things you might think of doing if you're able to uh, remember your depth connect to it feel it the reverence of it the compassion of it the respect for it and the uniqueness of it for each individual and and what can come out of that that really speaks from there as you write your dharmology and I do that as introduction because dharmology you know to write down your beliefs your Buddhist beliefs could bring some people right up into their heads and and uh, into you know abstract ideas and tenets of the religion, and you're going to list your, the tenets of the religion, and this is what, what I think. And and um, but what would the dharmology be like if it uh, arose? It's supposed to be personal. It's supposed to be your dharmology. And uh, and uh, what would it come out of? Uh, from uh, you know what would what 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 words can you put to it? that um, is words, its words, as you write your demology. So this is a very, this is a very personal exercise. And um, Buddhism in America is very, very, very young. And so uh, we don't have the differentiations and the distinctions and the labels or something like that that are helpful that to differentiate all the different ways one can be a Buddhist in a valid way. Uh, in um, you know, in other religions like Christianity, they have um, they not only have different denominations, but within the denominations, they have different specialties. There's people who are focused more on, on um, you know, uh, social gospel aspect or liberation theology, or uh, more focused on biblical studies. Or there's people who are clearly the reform school, the people who are liberal and stand in being a reform reformist in some way. And, you know, and we have, you know, we have Zen and Vipassana and, and some of these distinctions can be found in there, but we haven't really done a job at naming them and recognizing them and letting them be their own thing. And I, I mention that now that um, as also another way to try to evoke you to be very personal. Don't be afraid of putting forth your, your thing, what your theology is, what your Buddhology is. Um, uh, you know, in, in, you just wait another 50 years or so and we'll have, you know, much better vocabulary for it. And, but in, until then, you're the ones who are helping to create that vocabulary. You're the ones who are kind of... So don't, don't be shy about it being your, your own. And please don't go find a book, textbook on Introduction to Buddhism. And this is not... It's too late. Yeah. Unless, unless all you read is the you know section titles, and the section titles prompt you to do something, but you know you you know it's not the time to go and read up about what Buddhism is and then 
this is this is really what's what's what lives in you. And uh, it might not be good Buddhism if whatever there is such a thing. Don't worry about that. Uh, chaplains need to know where they're coming from. Chaplain needs to know what their beliefs and values and and approaches and practices are. And then they can negotiate better. They can find their way better. Where people are different, or people are similar, they know how to. They know when it's appropriate to adapt themselves to other forms, to morph into something that's maybe more appropriate for the circumstance. It's a lot easier to do that if you're clear and can stand on this is where I am. Also, if you really know where you're standing and really can somehow articulate it, uh, it's a fantastic platform to grow from. Uh, you know, it's kind of like then we're ready for change. But if we sometimes if we haven't really named it for ourselves, then it can be vague for a while and we don't really grow further from it. So, um, you know, so... And maybe, you know, some people find it a difficult exercise in homology, and but, but if you think about this vertical dimension inside, that maybe maybe what comes from there, what wants, what wants to be said from there, not, not what the mind can think of, but what wants to be said from there. And the final thing I'll say about it is that, um, you know, there's all these, there's a description of it that's on the website. But one of the things that uh, you haven't done it already, started already, um, uh, you know, the first draft or two that you do, don't, don't write it with the assumption that this is it. Because that's a burden and then you're going to be limited and it's going to, it's kind of limits your creativity or limits your kind of what you're willing to say. The first draft, at least, don't try to be right. Don't even try to, don't even try to too hard to represent yourself accurately. And give yourself some freedom and just let, let something come and let it be awkward, let it not quite, quite be right and see what comes. And then you can go back some days later and reread it and then you could, you could after a while, it can be a little more crafted maybe. If, or, you know, or, but... Um, there's something very profound about uh, uh, giving yourself the freedom to make mistakes, to be wrong, to be expressive, to be intuitive, to see what wants to flow, because what's vertically deep inside of you is actually quite important. And, uh, and it's sometimes not quite difficult to let it flow and just let it come up, because we have all these shoulds or ideas and what's right and wrong. And, so anyway, so if that's, uh, you know, there's other ways of doing it in the way that I'm saying, but um, I'm saying this partly because I was so touched by what happened here. And it's a, I think it's a great place to come from and as a reminder that it's supposed to be personal. Do you have any questions about the Dharmology? Yes, please. It's like all our our personal theology, all our views, not just Buddha Dharma, but whatever is influencing us. It could be. Um, it could be. Uh, I'm a little bit fuzzy about this, so you can decide for yourself. Okay. But uh, I know that my preference is that it's 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 since this is a Buddhist, you uh, you've been trained to be a Buddhist chaplain, at least in this here, right? And in, in principle, you're showing up as a Buddhist chaplain. So it's really the Buddhist beliefs, the Buddhist, you know, your, your Buddhist beliefs, your Buddhist thing. So, it's not, so it wouldn't be like every possible, you know, important re- religious or spiritual idea that you have or value that you have. 
I think it, because it, because you're showing up as a Buddhist chaplain, that's the, what the training is for. It's within that parameter. It's still your own. Does that make sense? As opposed to you know needing to learn that maybe, you know, some people have multiple religions, right? They've, uh, so so someone belongs to another religion and feel like well I have to really present that to really be completely who I am. That's probably true, but maybe for this exercise you don't have to be complete that way. Because it's a, it's a, it's really to, uh, in the capacity of being a Buddhist chaplain and presenting yourself that way, because you're you're kind of, it's inter, often in hospitals interfaith chaplaincy, so you're meeting people those where they are. But the idea is to really know if you're come if you're reckon, in a hospital you you have to belong to something, and now they're atheist chaplains, so they have to kind of write their theology of being an atheist. So I think um, you know the Buddhist thing is kind of my my kind of sense that we're at the about but I feel also it's fine for you to kind of find your way with that but Christina what do you think about this I, I think I would be easy on myself and think about it from a Buddhist perspective you know what in the where you come from and um, I, I was saying I think that, that really is about you know the, the the principles from the from the Buddha, from the Dharma that are animating what you're doing. So, I think. So, so not take the whole universe of who you are, uh-huh. and just you know think about it from this perspective. And what's really uh, poignant and relevant and animating for you in your work that comes out of the Dharma. Let's wait for the mic, please. And what I've done is, um, is I have some some views that I've carried with me since long before I came to the Dharma, and so I've been writing about I've been writing about them because they are important to me, but through the lens of of Buddhism, right? So. How do they? How do these things intersect with my Buddhist? That, that seems like it could be quite important because, I mean, all of us, our Buddhism is going to be influenced by our conditioning, our background, our experience. So it, that's part of understanding our Buddhology, is to understand what what what's been uh, brought along with it. Or so that's a that's a helpful approach. With I this. think so. Yeah. I think so. I mean, the, the helpful approach, remember, is we're, we're trying to offer something. My idea here right now of what I think is helpful for the training here. But you're the arbitrator of what's helpful in the end. And the arbitrator, is that the right word? The decider. I really appreciate these questions. It's turned out. green light it is yeah these questions are really pertinent to me because it's all so integrated you know my belief systems I I don't separate Buddhism from one or the other but for this it's sort of a sweet challenge (laughs) 
and I think it, it'll add clarity. Uh-huh. And um, so I, I would have missed it. So thank you. Yeah. And um, and this idea, I mean, I mean, a, a separate exercise that's as important, or maybe even more important for some of you, is to do the whole, the whole, really to articulate the whole that you have in terms of all of it. That, but that's another exercise. Maybe you can say a little bit about what distinguishes this from the religious history that we wrote. You know, oh, a little uh, bit. Yeah, the, that's yeah. A, the religious history is your biography of your own life, and how, you know there are different uh, milestones in your experiences you had, and some of the some of, some of the teachings that influenced you might have come out in that in that writing. Um, this uh, is not, is not biographical. This is your beliefs. I don't know if there's a sharp line between practice and beliefs. Some beliefs have to do with about practices and the importance of it. Yeah, I would think the personal history, the religious history, would be um, sort of a seedbed for. Uh, what, what, where, where the heart might start with this? You know, having done that, I, I imagine there were some moments of, oh yeah, that's right. That really does what we've done here. Yeah. And then, the f- is that enough for now? Because the final thing is that um, uh, uh, Dal wasn't here last time, and uh, but uh, he came with. Um, his wonderful gift to all of us. And so most people here got the gift of his uh, photographs and framed. They're framed from our retreat at IRC. But some people weren't here, so you might not have gotten it. So any, any of you didn't, didn't receive that? Beth didn't receive anybody else? Great, great. This is a token of my appreciation for all of you helping me on my journey. And it's a true gift. And so you're free to do whatever you want with it. Mm-hmm. I've already found somebody to pass it on. It's really awesome. <laughs> um, I, think, I think that's, I think everyone else. Oh, Nita. Okay. You didn't get one. Yeah, so it was Joanna here last time? So she maybe she didn't get it. So No, no, so you you could Yeah, Joe. Joe, yeah. You can leave it with me again. We'll keep it here in my office and Would anybody like to uh, do a 
either a dedication of merit or a statement of aspiration or a blessing to finish the day. So I'll do a dedication of merit. Um, I'd like to invite everyone just to take a a seat and fill into your body. Take a couple of breaths. You can close your eyes if that's comfortable for you. Keeping in mind you can open them at any time and if you keep your eyes open you can always close them. And consider what we've generated here today. We've spent a day learning and sharing and opening our hearts and opening our minds. Uh, We've blessed one another. We've introduced some ceremony. And all of that uh, ought to be for our benefit, each and every one of us. And maybe we can imagine that it's a light that shines here in the circle. And maybe we can imagine letting that light shine on all of our vehicles and on all of the drivers on our way home and on our families and our friends that we're going to see and our families and friends that we aren't going to see today and people we know and people we like and people we don't like and people we don't know in Redwood City, through the state of California, into other states like Oregon, throughout the United States and the continent, all the creatures that are human and all the creatures that are not human on land and in the water, we can shine this light on them and just let it touch them and it won't diminish the light and the way that it feeds each of us. Thank you. Thank you all very, very much. See you next month. And if we can put the chairs back, that would be great. <laughs>